Ignition running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Bad as I wanted to clear this in open container Friday after the week I've had, I gotta go to the gym after this is over. Depressing. Health. Blech. Welcome, it's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877 973 7425. It's an open line Friday. As always, if you text Eric, E R I C K, to 33777, you can get the show notes, the podcast, the live stream, the social media links. We are putting most of the big monologues on YouTube. So you can get the link there as well. Uh, for the, all of you who are requesting copies and stuff, you can get the podcast or you can get it on YouTube. Um, I, so I want to oh, – oh, 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 by the way, I, I want to say this one more time. If you want to help um, the uh, Israelis, a great way to do it is to text DONATE, the word DONATE. Text that to 33777. And Mike Bloomberg has set up a fundraising link with the Israeli Red Cross. So I'll send you the link. If you text DONATE to 33777, I'll send you back Mike Bloomberg's link. Uh, Bloomberg is pledging a dollar-for-dollar dollar match. If you give money to the Israeli Red Cross through this link that I send you, he will match it 100%. There's no cap. So if you were somehow to give a million dollars, he would give a million dollars. That's There are no caps. The man's multi-billionaire several times over, so he's good for the money and he's willing to help. So text DONATE to 33777. My company uses Vanguard to manage our 401ks. There's a deeply troubling story in the Financial Times about Vanguard. Now, Vanguard is one of the big liberal um, firms that money managers, asset managers, and they have been pushing ESG for quite a while, environmental, social, governance um, stuff within corporations. Vanguard is very liberal in how it pushes this stuff. And now there's this. Let me just read you some of this. Vanguard, the world's second largest asset manager, is acting as a pipeline through which U.S. investment dollars are being funneled into Chinese military companies and corporations sanctioned over human rights abuses, according to a new report by a U.S. producer's lobby group. The Coalition for a Prosperous America, a bipartisan organization that represents exclusively U.S.-based manufacturers and farmers, said Vanguard's flagship Emerging Markets Fund was channeling investments into 60 companies within China's military-industrial complex. Some of the companies are subject to U.S. government export controls. Vanguard funds also have holdings in eight Chinese companies that are sanctioned by the U.S. government over human rights abuses in China's Xinjiang province. The CPA report said the U.S. State Department has characterized the suppression of the Uyghur minority in Xinjiang as genocide. Wall Street's role in financing Chinese companies connected to the People's Liberation Army is becoming increasingly contentious in Washington. In August, the U.S. House of Representatives' China Committee accused asset manager BlackRock and global index provider MSCI of facilitating investments that helped the Chinese military. BlackRock said at the time it complied with all laws. MSCI says it's conducting a review. Mike Gallagher, the Republican head of the House China Committee, told the Financial Times Congress must turn off the tap of American capital flowing to China. Americans do not want firms like Vanguard 
to invest their retirement savings in companies building the Chinese Communist Party's military and implementing its ongoing genocide against the Uyghur people. If we accept the status quo, we are willfully fueling our own destruction. Mike Gallagher's not wrong. I I don't know how to get my money, my 401k, into the hands of someone other than Vanguard, but at this point, I think if I could, I would. Vanguard is taking my money that comes out of my paycheck with my company's match and is investing in the People's Liberation Army of Communist China. It is investing in companies that are human rights abusers. It is investing in companies sanctioned by the United States. But the way they pass through the money, they can get around those sanctions. Nothing Vanguard is doing is illegal per se. But I would argue what it is doing is not just immoral, but quasi-treasonous when we know China is not an economic rival. China is our enemy. And Vanguard is taking my money and your money and putting it into the hands of the Chinese military. Vanguard is taking your money and my money and using it to help the Chinese military expand its technological output and develop technological output. Vanguard is helping the enemy, and obscenely and offensively, Vanguard is using your money and my money, not Vanguard's money. They're using our money to do it. And they hide behind the law. Vanguard said its asset managers maintain, quote, the highest levels of compliance with all applicable laws and regulations. We continue to monitor developments and would welcome additional clarity from policymakers. See what they're doing, see what they're doing, see what they're doing. They're adding complexity to get rid of moral clarity. This is postmodern Marxism at work at Vanguard. Oh, well, we're following the laws and we're following the regulations. If anybody has a problem with it, we need the policymakers to clarify. Not we recognize we're funding the Chinese military that's about to go to war with the United States. We're using American, hardworking Americans' money to fund the American enemy that would love to destroy America. No, no, no. We're complying with the laws. We're complying with the regulations. They've taken morality out of it. They've taken right and wrong out of it. It's just money. Never mind we're giving it to the People's Liberation Army. Never mind we're giving it to a country that would love to nuke America. Never mind we're giving it to a world regime that willfully exterminates its own people. No, we're just getting a good rate of return on investment. It's still wrong, Vanguard. It's wrong. You are funding the military of a murderous regime, and I resent it like hell because it's my money you're using. You people at Vanguard sit on the board. You're not using your money. You're using my money to benefit the People's Liberation Army of China. This is infuriating. Something's got to give here.
And Vanguard has willfully, over the years, pushed the environmental social governance agenda, the ESG agenda. Vanguard, as much as BlackRock, has been pushing companies to go left. Vanguard, as much as BlackRock, has been pushing companies to embrace these social experiments. So because these they pushed American companies to engage in these social experiments, and so the rate of return on investment from these companies has gone down because companies that comply with ESG tend to not produce as much or have the earnings that other companies do. They've decided to offload the capacity. Say, well, we got to make money somehow, so let's send people's money to China, and let's give it to the Chinese military through backdoor channels. And just, it's not really the military. It's just companies owned and controlled by the military. These people are moral midgets. They've taken my money to do it. I just resent that. There's a massive, like, helicopter also flying past my window right now, but it's one of those with, like, wings and rotors on both sides. That's like an osprey. That's kind of impressive. Distraction. Sorry, squirrel. That thing just flew past my window. I was like, well, that's an interesting Vehicle, in any event, I digress. Y'all, at some point, American business has to wake up and realize the Chinese are not our friends. Whether it's Nike or Disney or Vanguard or BlackRock or Tesla, they got to realize the Chinese are ruthless authoritarians who are not our friend or not our rival. They're our enemy. The Chinese intend for war to come. There's this meme going around on social media right now uh, that the Army and the Navy have started running ads again with big, beefy white guys. And that must mean we're headed to war. They, they've, you know, some of the, the ad campaigns from the Army in particular have been super woke lately. They've got this multicultural, diverse array of, of wonky nerds who are studying science and stuff, nothing about fighting. And all of a sudden, they're running ads with these big, beefy white guys who are out there holding guns and, and, and charging ahead. It's like, oh, we must be having to up our recruiting now and, and bring in more like like uh, young white men to, to kill the Chinese to fight. We must be going to war. They've changed it. I'll tell you, the Chinese, the Chinese are ready for war against us. The Chinese are building up a, a, a military propaganda campaign in China to recruit as many people to prepare for war. I see where this is heading. And what's horrific about it is that Vanguard is using the money of the people whose 401ks are managed by Vanguard to fund the Chinese military. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's like the story from Jurassic Park. Just because you were able to do it doesn't mean you should have done it. But Vanguard is taking that position that, well, no one said we can't. We've complied with the laws and the regulations, so we're going to do it. And no one stopped to think, is it wise to fund our enemy's military? And they, with a clear conscience, say, well, we complied with the laws and the regulation because they have no conscience. They have no soul. They have no morality. They're just in it for the money, I guess. Why would you do this? 
with the hard-earned money of American workers. Why would you fund the Chinese military vanguard? That's exactly what you've done. You should be ashamed of yourself, and you should stop it. I do not want my hard-earned money that I work my butt off to get to be invested with the Chinese military, but because Vanguard manages my 401k, I guess that's what I'm getting, and I'm appalled by it, and every single other person should be as well, and Congress should take action against Vanguard. They absolutely should take action against Vanguard for doing this. They shouldn't be able to hide behind, well, we comply with the laws and the regulations. If that's the case, we need new laws and new regulations to stop them from funding the Chinese military with the money of working Americans. He'll do the research and give it to you straight. Eric Erickson is live every weekday. Want to be on the show? Come on, be on the show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. All right, it is an open line Friday. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Richard, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Richard. How are you? I'm good, Eric. How are you? Great. So I have a a quick question about the 12th Amendment. Okay. Um, The 12th Amendment basically says that a president and vice president can't be nominated from the same state or the state loses their electors. It takes 270 to win, and from, by my math, Democrats can't get to 270 without California. So why haven't Republicans nominated a president and vice president from California to take California off the board? <laughs> Good question, um, because there's a, ca- there, there's a catch with the way you're reading it. Um, the, you only take the electors out of play if they go for that side. So since you could nominate two Republicans from California— uh, they would probably not even win California, uh, so the Democrats would get the votes from California. So it, it only applies if the Republicans win the state. Oh, okay. Well, it was worth yep. a shot. Yeah, yeah, I look, I, I love your thinking. Uh, yeah, I love your thinking on that one. But, yeah, that's the caveat, Richard. Thank you for that. Yes. Um, so uh, this is why, for example, so many people are like, well, why not just do a Trump-DeSantis ticket? If you did a Trump-DeSantis ticket, uh, the Republicans, they're going to win Florida. But the problem is Trump and DeSantis are both residents of Florida. Therefore, the Republicans would not get the votes from Florida. The Constitution, or, uh, the 12th Amendment, says that if the state goes for that side and both people, the president and vice president, are from that state, you can't count their electoral college votes for them. It, with California, you nominate two Republicans. The Democrats would win the state anyway, and so the electoral college votes there would still count. Um, it, it would only not count if the Republicans won the state. That's that's the problem. That's the twist in the Constitution. But very creative thinking on that one. Uh, I, 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 I'm still um, I'm concerned with the way this Republican primary is continuing to shape up. I look, I know I'm in the minority with you. You know what? I always, when I ran candidates for office, I'd always tell them, know when you're in the minority, even when you think you're right. And I know I'm in the minority with you guys, even though I think I'm right on, on I, I think that uh, – it would be too expensive to get Trump. I think Donald Trump can win. I just think the amount of money we spent to get him across the finish line, we would sacrifice winnable seats in the House and Senate. Uh, and we could get someone else across the finish line cheaper. Like the latest Fox News poll is Biden beating Trump but losing to Haley and DeSantis. Uh, it just makes it a, a Haley-DeSantis or DeSantis-Haley ticket. It makes a lot of sense. It, it would be a dynamic ticket of younger people, one in, from an immigrant family and a woman, 
and uh, it would crush the Democrats. That ticket would crush the Democrats, and we could spend all the money hold, getting the Senate and holding the House. Trump's just a heavy, heavy lift. I, I'm in the camp that thinks he could beat Biden. I am. Um, but I just think it'd be way more difficult for Trump to win than these other people because he's got so much baggage and independent voters. They don't like Joe Biden, but they really hate Donald Trump. How do you win him back? I, I don't know that you can. And Biden, whether you like it or not, he's looking very leaderly right now on the situation in Israel. He's getting applause even from Republicans. And meanwhile, you got Trump giving Hamas a big PR, Hezbollah a big PR win by calling them smart on stage. You may think they're smart, but you don't say that stuff publicly. Oh, man, it just, it hurts my head. Y'all, it really, it hurts my head the way this thing is shaping up. All right, your phone calls when we come back, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be a part of the program. I am happy to have you. We've got a couple people who want to talk about the Vanguard situation. It just, it infuriates me, y'all, that um, because they manage my 401k with my company that, they're funding the Chinese military with my money. That just makes me uh, irrationally angry. Uh, no U.S.-based asset manager at this point should be investing so much in companies tied to the Chinese military. It's absurd and offensive. Right now, you know, regional banks, 10 of them have had their credit downgraded. They're going to keep making money. They may get bailed out by the federal government. They may be sold to a mega bank that's too big to fail. My friends at Swiss America have been sounding the alarm about the secret war on cash. It's an all-out assault on our freedoms. you got soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy. you still got inflation out there. you got banks teetering on collapse. Swiss America can educate you and help you protect your hard-earned assets now using precious metals. You go read the report, the secret war on cash. Y'all, I, I told you, I've seen more and more businesses say no cash allowed here, which is absurd to me. It's legal tender in this country. But businesses and the government don't want you using it. They want you using plastic. So call 800-289-2646. Get the secret war on cash. It's free. You just mentioned my name, Eric Erickson, when you call or text 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646, or you go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, that's E-R-I-C-K, SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. If you call them, 800-289-2646, mention my name, Eric Erickson, be advised, message and data rates may apply when you call them, 800-289-2646. Smart, fearless, and occasionally funny. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Um, so, um, let me hang on, let me hang on. So there is a, um, it's well-known website out of Israel called Israel War Room. Uh, Israel War Room is a, um, well, it uh, it's a verified account. It's an official news organization out of Israel. And so they've they're running the video. Hamas has just released this video uh, where the Hamas soldiers 
are showing them carrying around the kidnapped Israeli children to make the point that uh, if the Israelis attack, the Israeli children are going to die. You want to blow up the Hamas soldier while he's going to be holding an Israeli baby, so you're going to be killing the Israeli children. They're, the children are crying. They are not happy. These are clearly not their parents. That's happening right now. That's happening. Uh, Hamas uh, using the Israeli children as human shields, just as they use the Gazan children as human shields. All right. To the phones, 877-973-7425. Andrew, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I, uh, after what you just said, um, I feel like Vanguard's not as important. Um, but yeah. uh, I had a question in reference to that. Um, I am a financial advisor, um, and I was curious if you had brought up your company on the HR side that maybe Vanguard's not a good fit for you. So uh, that's a great question. So this story came out today, and, and I'm I probably am going to have to be one of those those busybody people that does say something because uh, I, I know they can move, uh, and I wish they would move because I don't I'm not comfortable with a company saying that. It's using its uh, investor funds or its assets that it manages to fund the Chinese military and companies related to the Chinese military. I, I think it makes sense for uh, me to not do business with Vanguard. Correct. I mean, yes, he works both ways. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and that's the thing is, you know, your company and any company it has a fiduciary responsibility along with the financial advisor over the plan to provide investments that suit the employee's needs. Yeah. Um, which, yes, he would be a factor. Obviously, risk, return, and all that stuff factors in, too. But especially in today's day and age, yes, he does apply, and it does work both ways. Yep. Um, yeah, it does. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Well, the, the religious stuff falls under that, too. Um, if you don't want to work with any company that works in, say, pornography or anything, uh, it's the same it falls under the ESG category as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Andrew, look, I appreciate it very much. And, yeah, this is one of those issues where I do think a lot of people who have their assets, their 401Ks, their their IRAs, whatever, managed by groups like this need to be more vocal. And, for example, um, you can also tell these companies that you want to vote uh, your rights, not have the asset manager vote your rights uh, when it comes time to dealing with companies and stuff. you, you got to educate yourself about it to be able to navigate it, though. Bob, you're going to be up next on the Eric Erickson Show. Bob, welcome to the program. Hey, Eric. I'm going to talk about some, the similar line. I, are you, you are obviously aware of BlackRock. All those private ep- equity companies, many of them are soliciting through third parties homes that they want to buy. They negotiate then through another group that bundles them for the purchase, they assign them, and BlackRock buys them, has them renovated, and then managed for them. And essentially what they're doing is they're driving the average person, many of whom are in the funds that they're investing for them through union dues and other retirements, in homes that are driving them out of the ability to buy a home. And I think it's Congress needs to be a major – Congress should act on this. I'm certain that they must already know. Uh, But it's going to impact the housing market where we're going to have a group 
And there's nothing to say that one of these private equity firms could all of a sudden say, hey, it's not profitable. We're going to sell them all. And boom, the housing prices will drop like rocks. And we need more long-term stability in our housing market. Yeah, yeah. I, look, there's part of this is, and, and for those of you who don't understand what what Bob is talking. By the way, it's so it's not. Um, BlackRock is not the big culprit here on on the the house issue. BlackRock's got a lot of problems, uh, but it's actually Blackstone. I got them confused myself for a while, but it's it's Blackstone is the big player in buying up all the houses and turning people into renters. Um, and Black, BlackRock is the big ESG. Now, BlackRock does do some of the property stuff, but it's more Blackstone. Blackstone actually leans uh, it, its top leadership, gives to more Republicans than Democrats. BlackRock gives more to Democrats than Republicans. Uh, but regardless, uh, there, there does need to be a law. There does need to be some um, a, some regard. And by the way, you don't actually necessarily need a law here. And for those of you who don't understand what Bob's talking about is, is these private equity companies, they're buying up houses to force you to be a renter. They're buying up all the available inventory. They're forcing you to become a renter. You can't buy a house because they buy them all up. Uh, Congress could pass a law, but also your local homeowners association can pass rules to prohibit this. If you live in a homeowners association, you can um, you can get your homeowners association to pass rules limiting the uh, availability of houses for regular rentals. You can restrict the number of houses in your neighborhood that are allowed to be rented, and that discourages the private equity groups from buying them up. There are ways to do that. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, Carol, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hi, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. I um, just got a quick question for you. Uh, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution says that the borders are sub- the border of the United States. Literally, the border of each state is supposed to be secured by the government. Customs and Border Patrol are directly responsible for it. They enter to Biden. Why is it Biden? culpable literally for dereliction of duty specifically outlined in the constitution yeah okay so this one it, it, it this shouldn't be complicated but it, it it the explanation kind of is so article Perfect. 4 section 4 of the constitution does say that uh, the federal government has to give aid to states under invasion uh, the invasion i think texas can lawfully say it's being invaded Historically, however, uh, if the people crossing the border are not regularly in arms coming to take territory, then there's Supreme Court precedent that that doesn't meet the definition of invasion. So, yes, I think we're being invaded. You think we're being invaded. But because they're not coming with arms, they don't meet the classical definition of invasion uh, that the founders meant by that word. And even if they did, it becomes a public policy choice of the president where Congress could hold him accountable. Congress could impeach him. Congress could toss him. Uh, but it's not like you can indict the president for not doing this. So you, this is a political issue. There are criminal matters. There are civil matters. and There are political matters. And because this is a policy issue within the Constitution of how to act, it's a political matter. And so it's got to be resolved between Congress, the president, and the states. But the language of invasion in Article 4 requires arms and violence. You and I can look at it as an invasion, but under the classical definition of invasion, it's not. So that gives the president wiggle room for a policy matter. And so if Congress doesn't like it, they can either pass a law enforcing to do it or they can impeach him. Republicans don't have the votes, so we get the status quo. That's what's going on there. Uh, Ed, you're going to be the last caller today. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Wanted to blend kind of a end on an uptick Georgia barbecue day. I know you love 
cooking out, and I think most people Oh, heck do. yeah. Last year, March 25th, I got the governor to pass or sign a proclamation and then the legislature to pass a resolution to proclaim March 25th as Georgia Barbecue Day. And I don't know what that means to anybody, but the idea is to get out and start barbecuing. Uh, Georgia's got such a long, rich history of barbecue, but when people talk about it, it's never mentioned. So my goal is to, very much like Georgia Beer Day or some of the other days that we have, is to elevate Georgia barbecue. So and I'm glad you, you oh. mentioned this because, you know, I get out my cookbooks. I got a lot of cookbooks. I got a couple hundred cookbooks, and I got a whole shelf of barbecue books. And they talk about uh, low country barbecue. And they talk about North Carolina barbecue and the mustard sauce of South Carolina and the vinegar sauce of North Carolina and Lexington barbecue. They talk about Alabama white barbecue and white barbecue sauce and Kansas City and Texas. And you really don't get a lot of people talking about Georgia barbecue. Where we, I mean, Myron Mixon is the mayor of Unadilla, Georgia. It, it seems like we should have like a big Georgia barbecue day every year to celebrate Georgia barbecue. I, I, I do kind of think, though, that we do have this amalgamated style in Georgia barbecue where, depending on what part of the state you're in, you either get a more mustardy sauce or vinegary sauce, but it's all really good. you got to reverse that. We started barbecue. The oldest the oldest word, the oldest time the word barbecue was ever written was for DeSoto when he was walking through Georgia, and he came across some Native Americans cooking deer and turkey and said, look, here's some barbecue. The oldest documented pit where the pork met pit was the Spanish friars in 1560 is where they started com- combining that. The barbecue that we know in the, uh, the United States started in Georgia and went out. Texas well, talks about their Texas barbecue. They weren't even a state when we were barbecuing. When Oglethorpe first landed in South Carolina, they greeted him with a barbecue. It was the only state to have the initiative, the meeting, I guess the main voyage of our of our population was started by a barbecue. There's so much to the barbecue in Georgia that went out, they just forgot about it. 50 years ago, maybe 60 years ago, when people talked about Southern barbecue, they talked about Georgia. It's since God changed you, a lot because it's because of the uh, Memphis in May, the Kansas City Royal, the Jack Daniels. Yeah. Those took a lot of oxygen out of the room and people forgot about Georgia barbecue. But we have a great history here. Think about the Big Green Egg, Primo, Rectech. You've got Charboro, the Nellums, Louisiana Grills, and Pit Boss. We produce so much barbecue equipment, and Home Depot is the largest retailer of barbecue equipment in, in the world. We have not just a birthright to barbecue, but we have a lot to be proud of here. Yes, when people talk about Texas barbecue, think about this Fox Brothers. Love Fox Brothers. They did the brisket, right? Wouldn't, we don't eat brisket like they do in Texas. They put it on a sandwich here, which I think is better. So when other styles come back to Georgia, you're right. We, we kind of coalesce a lot of these different styles and make it our own. Um, but the idea about Georgia Barbecue Day is whether it's a retailer, a restaurant, a competitor, or just a backyard cooker, get out and do something on Georgia Barbecue Day because nobody's talking about politics or religion. They are talking about barbecue and comes barbecue. Going with the wind. <laughs> no, look, I just feel like we got to play Ray Charles's George on my mind while you're like oh, giving yeah, this yeah. ode to Georgia Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Love it. George. Absolutely. Man, this is probably my most winning phone call ever, having Ed come on talk about barbecue. And Ray Charles, sing this out. Perfect. (laughs) Man, this is fantastic. you got a real passion for George Barbecue. I hope the governor, I hope this is one of those days the governors, listen, we need to, yes, we should reclaim the Did you people hear this? Not only was the first baptism in North America done in the state of Georgia, like I can see the location from where I'm sitting out my window right now, but you had Hernando de Soto fed barbecue by the Indians, yet Georgia needs to latch onto this. So now, Ed, before you get out of here, I got to ask you, what is your favorite type of barbecue sauce? Uh, okay, tough one for me. 
I, 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 it's the next one. It's always the next one. I collect barbecue sauces. I always collect barbecue grills. I've got a world record of barbecue grills, like 850 of them. Good but Lord. My next favorite one is the next one I find. I'm always trying to find the next different best ones, like pizza or, or beer. I'm always looking to have the next one. But my go-to is a Carolina style. It's a vinegar with the uh, red pepper flakes in it. Yeah, you know, I made one of those a couple of weeks ago, and, and I've had it in my fridge, and it's got so much acid in it, and it's not going to go bad anytime soon. And, and I no. I boiled it down. It, it took, I mean, it literally took half a day to make because I had to reduce it to get the vinegar flavor out of the the sharp vinegar out of it. It's really good. It, and it lasts. Hey, one last thing. Georgia has its own barbecue sauce. Nobody knows about it, but it's Miss Wieners. Miss Winners. I'm sorry, Miss Griffins. Miss Griffins. Miss Griffins. They used to do, I used to do ads for them on here. Um they're, they're, they're local to me. Yes. That, that you know, they, they're oldest. Right now, they're the oldest continuously made barbecue sauce in the United States. It's an orange, like a burnt orange look. Yep. And from Columbus all the way through Little South of Macon, all the way down to Savannah, you can find hundreds of barbecue restaurants serving that sauce. So people who want authentic Georgia barbecue, seek that style out. But if you want to buy it retail, Miss Griffin's has got it. I think it's on Walmart.com. But oh, yeah. They're, they're everywhere. Original Georgia sauce. I, I used to they used to advertise on the show, and I gotta let you go there. But God bless you, man. Best phone call ever on this program goes to Ed. A dissertation on the history of Georgia barbecue. God bless him and all of you. And now I got to go find me some pulled pork and brisket. But first, I got to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You can get three of them for less than two hundred dollars at EdenPureDeals.com. You put in my name, Eric E R I C K. At EdenPureDeals.com, you get three of them, less than $200. You save $200. You get free shipping. They're an odor eliminator. You get rid of pet odors. I mean, the litter box odors from pets, the, the stinky pet wet dog odors, the smoke odors you get from your fireplace or your chain-smoking neighbor who came and sat on your couch you, you, or, or whatever somebody was smoking in the rental car before you. You can plug it up with a USB cord. You can plug it up into the wall. Wipes out odors. Get one for your RV, your travel bag, upstairs, downstairs, basement, whatever you need. Three of them for less than $200. EdenPureDeals.com is the website. Eden, like the Garden of Eden, pure is the driven snow. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is just my name, Eric, on the front page of that site. Put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You get three of them for less than $200. EdenPureDeals.com. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show, the perfect blend of news, analysis, opinion, and cooking. Yeah, cooking. Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text recipe to 33777 now. Hello, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, Y'all, we got a standoff now in the House of Representatives over Speaker of the House. There is growing shift towards Jim Jordan. Um, the They're expected to start voting on their nominees in about 15 minutes. Kevin McCarthy says he'll be voting for Jim Jordan. Um, we will see... Uh, what happens? Meanwhile, Vivek Ramaswamy is outraged uh, over accurate reports of what he told Tucker Carlson about Israel, our media, and financial and corrupting influences of U.S. foreign policy. Um, he actually said the only reason we care about Israel is because of money, um, and now he's denying it. Uh, Sean Hannity called him out on it. Uh, he denies it and says he was taken out of context. He wasn't taken out of context. This is the game that he plays. 
Uh, now he says they're looking at legal options. Um, baloney. Uh, that, that's nonsensical, designed to intimidate the people who actually told the truth about what he said. It's just dumb. Uh, but there you have it. What Just what crazy, unserious people we have right now. We need leaders. You know what we also need? I mean, after Ed's call on barbecue, we, we need to go to Omaha Steaks. They got great brisket at Omaha Steaks. They got great food at Omaha Steaks. You can go to Omaha Steaks, and you can save over 50% off site-wide. It's their semi-annual sale. And at checkout, you can take an extra $30 off by using my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, at checkout, they got a promo code box. You put my name in, you save thirty extra dollars off already unbelievable site-wide savings, fifty percent off site-wide. Uh, fantastic, a great savings, good company with a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. If you're not happy, they want to make you happy because they want your lifetime business at Omaha Steaks. Don't forget, you put Eric in as your promo code at checkout. Minimum order required, though. They're good people. They got great food. They got a great satisfaction guarantee. They've been doing this since 1917. How many businesses can you think of that have been operating that long? They do it because of their quality and their desire to make you happy, to make you a satisfied customer. You get all this at Omaha Steaks. They're bacon wrap fillets. Fantastic. Don't forget the seafood options as well. So much more. OmahaSteaks.com. Use Eric as your promo code at checkout. That's it for me. You guys have a great weekend. I'll be back here on Monday with hopefully a different topics to talk about. Happy stuff, maybe.